0: And thanks goes out to Celia tonight uh, for use of her lovely music, and uh, that little snippet you heard was um, her cut titled, Meta Prayer, Meta Prayer. Well, tonight uh, we have a great guest returning to the show after a long time away. She's Dr. Heidi Gottner avendroth calling in from across the pond. I want to thank her for staying up late into the wee hours of the morning uh, in in her part of the world so that she could chat with me about uh, her book, Uh, Matriarchal Societies, Studies of Indigenous Cultures Across the Globe. Lots of misunderstandings, I think, in some camps about uh, matriarchies and Heidi will no doubt uh, clear up a lot of that for us. And to my new listeners, uh, I'm your hostess, Karen Tate. Um, Fortunately, uh, it has been my honor to uh, be named one of the 13 most influential women in goddess spirituality and a wisdom keeper of the goddess spirituality movement, uh, no doubt uh, due to this very show and some of my books. Um, And uh, in case you didn't hear, I'm also a very affordable life coach, another service I provide the community. So if you're ever in need of that kind of help, Uh, or life facilitation, think of me as a resource. You don't have to be local because I do life coaching over Skype audio. makes it really easy, affordable, and meaningful. Um, The books that I've authored, uh, some of them to much acclaim, has been uh, Goddess Calling, Walking in Ancient Paths, Sacred Places of Goddess, 108 Destinations, and the anthology Voices of the Sacred Feminine, Conversations to Reshape Our World, based on interviews done right here on this radio show over the last many years. You can check them out on my website, KarenTate.com, and if you like what you see, uh, you can, of course, get a signed copy directly from me. And uh, while you're there at KarenTate.com, don't miss the opportunity to take advantage of all the free stuff on my website. All right, well, with that uh, housekeeping out of the way, um, we're going to get to our interview with uh, Heidi, and I'd like to uh, introduce you to her uh, by way of her bio, and uh, then we'll start our chat. Uh, Heidi was born in Germany in 1941. She's a mother and grandmother. She earned her Ph.D. in philosophy of science at the University of Munich, where she taught for a decade. Uh, she has published extensively on philosophy of science in addition to various books on matriarchal society and culture. And through her lifelong research on matriarchal societies, has become a founder of modern matriarchal studies. We're so lucky to have her tonight. Um, to go on a bit, uh, in 1986, she founded the International Academy Hagia uh, for Matriarchal Studies and Matriarchal Spirituality in Germany, and since then has been its director. Uh, she has also been visiting professor at the University of Montreal in Canada and the University of Innsbruck in Austria. She lectured extensively at home and abroad. More recently, in 2003, she organized and guided the First World Congress on Matriarchal Studies in Luxembourg, in 2005, the Second World Congress on Matriarchal Studies in San Mar- Marcos, Texas, and in 2011, a major conference on matriarchal politics. In Switzerland, uh, in 2005, uh, she was elected by the International Initiative 1000 Peace Women across the globe as a nominee for the Nobel Peace Prize. In 2012, she received an award for her scholarship at the Women and Mythology Conference in San Francisco. Uh, you'll definitely want to check out her websites. She has two. The first one is uh, www.hagia. Uh, D E. That's H-A-G-I-A, and the other is uh, her name, Gottner Abendroth, G-O-E-T-T-N-E-R-A-B-E-N-D-R-O-T-H dot D-E. So, um, Heidi, welcome to the show.
1: Welcome, Karen, and thank you so much for your kind invitation. I'm much honored to be on this radio show.
0: Oh, well, thank you. Well, we are so honored to have you. That's uh, uh, quite uh, a a resume you have there. And um, I I saw some of the wonderful reviews um, on uh, your book, uh, Matriarchal Societies. I thought I'd uh, read one or two, if that's okay with you. Uh,
1: Sorry? Uh, I didn't. Sorry?
0: So I, I just thought I would read a couple of the reviews uh, from your book. Oh, yes. The first one uh, is by uh, Genevieve mm-hmm. Vaughn. Uh, many mm-hmm. of us know her as a foremothering goddess spirituality. Uh, she's the author of uh, the books Forgiving, a feminist criticism of exchange, and Women in the Gift Economy, a radically different worldview is possible. Some of you may know her uh, because she founded the Sekhmet Temple outside uh, Los Uh, Las Vegas, Nevada uh, She said about uh, Heidi's book uh, Matriarchal Societies uh, If in the millennium of women Future generations look back To find the origin of their peaceful societies They will find that the work Of Heidi Gottner Abendroth Opened the way Modern matriarchal studies Break through patriarchal capitalist ideology And provide the new slash old models For viable ways of life Of which our present globalizing market is only a destructive aberration. Then uh, Barbara Alice Mann, Ohio Bear Clan, uh, Seneca, assistant professor at the Honors College University of Toledo, said about the book, for decades, Dr. Heidi gottner Abendroth's extensive research has taken her through strong historical matriarchies, both on her own continent and on other continents, drawing together the research of the most modern international scholars on matriarchy. Her book now brings to undeniable light the matriarchal Alternatives Available to Humanity, and those are just two. Uh, so there's been some great uh, reviews of your book, Heidi. Um, you know, I, I think probably for um, listeners who are not real well versed in this, you know, there's uh, often confusion between matriarchal, matrilineal, um, you know, the the different uh, you know the, the different types of um, you know words out there that sort of get misconstrued. So I, I thought you know maybe it would be a good place to if you just sort of defined what matriarchy is
1: yes you're right there are many uh, terms for this uh, kind of society and i clearly call it matriarchy which is a little bit more or even much more than a matrilineal society Uh, uh, at first i want to say that matriarchies are not just the reversal of patriarchy the mirror image of patriarchy This is an old prejudice and a misinterpretation. Um, In general, I would say matriarchies are mother-centered societies where where complementary equality between the genders exists. And in this sense, they are all gender egalitarian societies. And um, they have no hierarchies, no classes, and no domination of one gender over the other. In the matrilineal societies you have um, a shift from this because in matrilineal societies only the mother line is left and economy and other things, political decisions are in the hands of men. This doesn't make an an, um, egalitarian society and this uh, differentiation is not made in the um, uh, anthropological field. They, They put all this different kinds of mother-centered societies under matrilineal and this term is accepted and matriarchy is not accepted but it is because of this prejudice that it is um, uh, uh, that, that these are societies where women are ruling, which is completely wrong. Um, their egalitarian character uh, is based on mater- mater- maternal values, caretaking, nurturing, peace-building and respect of the genders, Res- the genders is respecting each other. This holds for everybody, these maternal values, for mothers and those who are not mothers, and for women and men alike. Okay. In, in short. And, Yeah, And, in short.
0: and, and, and there's, there's also the term matrifocal. Um How does that fit in with, uh, you know, matriarchal or matrilineal?
1: Yeah, is also a substitute term. There are there exists a lot of substitute terms like gynecostatic and gynecocratic and gulanic and so on. I think this doesn't help much. For these words are not well known. The term matriarchy is is a term of the common language and everybody knows it. So uh, it's a scholarly work to redefine it and rethinking matriarchy in in a new way. Which is done in modern matriarchal studies. This okay. is um, and and so, matriarchy so, is, is a political term. You see, for the other substitutes, they, they they sound very scholarly, and the people don't know what it is.
0: And so, so just to clarify, um, a, a matriarchy is an egalitarian society, but a, but an egalitarian society might not be a matriarchy, right?
1: Yes, that's right. There exist some egalitarian societies which are not longer mother-centered, but I think their their roots made, might have been in history matriarchal societies, and then they developed in a little bit different way.
0: So okay. matriarchal
1: societies are very, very old, <laughs> and we have some oh. examples left until today.
0: Well, and I I do want to get into that, Um, uh, and and, and that's that's the next place uh, I want to go. But um, is there any more about matriarchy you wanted to share that would describe that form of society a little bit more extensively?
1: Yes, I developed from my uh, lifelong research a more extensive definition of what a matriarchy is. This comes from my cross-cultural research in this t- kind of society. You see, you have—I define it on the three levels of society: the economic, the social, the political, and the cultural level. On the economic level, you have a balanced economy, and what is interesting in there, the women manage essential goods such as uh, such as land, houses, and food but they have no right of ownership. There is no private property in no way. The women have the right of distribution of these goods, and they pay to- they pay constant attention to balancing the economy through equal distribution. So, And on the social level, we have the characteristic features of matrilineality and matrilocality, and uh, at the same time, this, this, the, the, the both genders are valued. Equi- the sexes are valued equally. This ge- well, sorry, the genders are valued equally. This is gender equality. How do they do this? You can see it on the political level. Here, matriarchies represent a society of consensus. This means unanimity with each each, each decision. Where everybody is included. The political basis for this decision taking is the clan houses. And the, uh, you have the system of male delegates to the diverse council outside, and this gives the men the power, uh, this gives the men no power to decide over others, but gives them their own sphere of activity and social status. And you can see here, both genders have their sphere of activity and have their status, and these these both spheres are well balanced. And on the cultural level, to put it very short, matriarchies are based are based on a sacred culture where they have no male gods, but where the worldview is defined by the feminine divine and the whole world is uh, seen as imminent divine. Mother Earth and the whole universe are divine uh, uh, primordial goddesses. And this is, um, yeah. It's based on okay. These Ideas. Okay. <laughs> this is a okay. short description. Mhm.
0: Well, th- yeah, that 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 was pretty thorough. And um now uh you call it matriarchy and that uh sounds parallel uh to patriarchy, but uh we should probably clarify that it's completely different.
1: Mhm. Yes, the terms sound uh, uh parallel, but they are not. I can give you a a linguistic explanation for the Greek word archae has a double meaning it means not only rule and domination but it also means beginning the first beginning and so I think we can uh, adequately um, uh, translate matriarchy as the mothers at the beginning but patriarchy means clearly The rule of the fathers and men and this we can differentiate and what is very interesting that um, some indigenous societies of this kind call themselves matriarchy for example the people of the um, first nation of the iroquois call their patterns matriarchy this is the same patterns which i just described in short and uh, and uh, in the same way, does the Minangkabau of Sumatra? They call these patterns, which are just just described, matriarchy. So why should we call it in a different way? I think they are the experts of their um, society.
0: Right, right, absolutely. Um, and um, so, how did how did you come to know this for sure? Um, you know, the the difference between matriarchy and patriarchy.
1: Yeah, and this is due to my cross-cultural research in these kind of societies. I had to find out which uh, societies have these patterns, these characteristics I just gave to you. And I did it worldwide with the cross-cultural. I looked in all these major, major, so-called matrilineal societies, and some really are matrilineal, but the others are not. They are from the type I just described. This is cross-cultural research. This was my starting point, but in in the um, progress of my research, I met people from these kind of societies, from major arch societies, and I learned I learned a lot of from these indigenous friends, and uh, together with them and um, other re- non-indigenous researchers we created the world congresses on matriarchal society then they truly were here and they told us about their societies and after these con- congresses I continued to, uh, to um, my dialogue with them and, so, and I traveled to some of their societies so I did field work research in southwestern China with the Mosul and these are the sources of my knowledge and I think This is why I know it quite (laughs) sure.
0: Right, right. Well, and I think probably people would be very surprised to learn that uh, matriarchal societies can still be found uh, around the globe today. I mean, there might not be a lot of them, but uh, did you want to maybe mention where we can still find these matriarchal societies in 2016?
1: Yes. Um, one of the biggest is the uh, the Minankaba of Sumatra. This is uh, six million people, and they don't live not only they they live not only on their agrica- uh, on their agrarian countryside, but they also live in the modern cities, and keep their patterns. It's very interesting. Another one is uh, well known by uh, the description. Of the early anthropologists, these are the five nations of the Iroquois. They have these classical matriarchal patterns. Of course, today this is not; they have their their societies have been destroyed, but they re uh, re-matriarchalize today their their way of life, and uh, are proud to bring their traditions back. And another, in, uh, I take an example of Africa now. In in Western Africa, we have several societies, especially in Ghana, who have exactly these patterns I have described here. And uh, we have many others of them, maybe about 20 in the continents of Africa, South South America, North America, and Asia. And I described them, I presented them in my book, Matriarch Societies, which you mentioned But if you ask me if there are many more, then I can say there are many, many more societies with matriarchal elements. They have some of these elements I described, and when you go back in their their history, you can see that in former times they were fully matriarchal. So this brought me to the idea that we had in history a matriarchal epoch in all was about. So, but this is another topic. <laughs> it's a right, topic. right.
0: And um, how far back? I mean, do we, well? How far back do the matriarchies go? And I mean, do we think that maybe they were the first type of societies, or can we know?
1: They were not the first type, but I think they developed. In they were in full swing in the Neolithic times everywhere all, all over the globe. In Paleolithic times, the society was different, was of a different kind. The development of major society with all these characters, matrilinearity and matrilocality uh, is combined with the sedentary epoch of uh, humanity. And it lasts for several millennia, and you see some of them are still exist, extant today.
0: Okay, and um, what are what are some of the unique features? I mean, I, I know some of the things that kind of pop out, uh, it, uh, for, you know, from my memory. Um, you know, having mm-hmm. you know studied some of this, I, is mm-hmm. it the matriarchal societies where? Um, you know i I want to phrase it right uh, i I think women don 't necessarily take husbands or the the assets all stay with the children and the wife and uh, it's it, it, and the assets are passed from mother to daughter, and if there 's a divorce. The husband leaves the domicile and leaves, the, you know, all of the assets with the, um, you know, with the mother and the children. Would that be part of a, a matriarchal society? Is that just sort of one of the uh, typical type of um, uh, elements, uh, you know, it, it, in, in yes. the interrelations mm-hmm. between genders?
1: Mm-hmm. You see, uh, in matriarch societies, the societal unit is a clan, and this clan is in the mother line. So if you look in that in such a clan house, you find the the oldest mother and her sisters and her brothers, of course. And she she is a matriarch, and in her, in her clan house also live her sons, her daughters, and her grandsons and granddaughters. And this is quite quite easily to see because. Um, the children belong to the mother's clan, so the children stay with their mothers in each generation. And um, husbands don't live in a matriarchal clan house. Of course, there are different types of, um, of uh, relationships between between uh, lovers or wife and husband. In, with the more where I did fieldwork, the men only come overnight and stay overnight with their lovers and spouses. This is called visiting marriage, and in the morning they go back into their mother's house. They don't live there. In other societies, you have the situation that the husband lives with the clan of his wife, but he he, he works there, he is respected, but he is, is a guest, and if both decide to separate, to split, then he goes back to his mother's house. For example, they have no tensions because the relationship between uh, husband and wife is not the, the most important relationship, not even between lovers. They say, Love can, a lover, the women say, a lover can come and go, but the mother and my sisters and brothers are always there. The closest relationship is to the mother and from the women's side to the brother. These are the basic relationships because these People live together, and not they don't live with their husbands.
0: Okay. Um, well, the the matriarchal, uh, you know, matriarchal studies today. Um, is there anything? Uh, is there anything new with modern matriarchal studies? As uh, uh, as there's, you know, uh, compared to matriarchy before
1: yeah we have uh t- talking about matriarchy since a very long time since the Swiss scholar Bachofen, who started this research in uh, uh, about twenty uh, sorry about hundred and fifty years ago and then it continued the discussion. But in this discussion, it was not quite clear what they mean with matriarchy. And this traditional discussion and research was loaded with patriarchal images of women and with essentialist definitions of what what women are and so on. It was was not reflected that um, their their own own patriarchal internalizations were not reflected. And this was changed with feminist research when it it started on the topic of matriarchy but this research was a little bit naive and not very methodological not very good based on methods Uh, and what you can see everywhere in in this talking about matriarchy is that people have no clear definition which is based on uh, empirical research and when um, I started to with modern major studies first of all was to find out what what is it what is empirical based research that is adequate to this kind of society and not only a shifting idea about that and with this clear definition which I um, found out and worked and reworked uh, since many decades of my research this the basis of modern matriarchal studies was laid and the next um, uh, another uh, sorry another point was was very important is we needed a clear methodology uh, able to discover and analyze all phenomena in within this field uh, this field matriarchy this was also lacking with traditional research and with the early feminist research and the third point to make modern matriarchal studies is that you develop a theoretical framework that can integrate a huge mass of material consistently, and so on. These three requirements the empirical grounded definition an explicit methodology and theoretical framework were first given with modern matriarchal studies and and this was my work, and I'm so happy. That many, um, a lot of researchers, modern researchers of today, uh, indigenous and non-indigenous, are, are continuing on this um, basis, on this um, basis of modern matriarchal studies, and we, we we came together with the world congresses on modern Matriarchal studies, and yeah. So, so short, is is, yeah.
0: Yeah. is there a way? I mean, is, is there a way to put a number to how many people on the planet actually live in what you would describe a matriarchal society today, roughly?
1: Yes, it, yes, it's not so easy to say. As I, I just um, said, the Minangkabau are six millions. And the Mozo, where I where I stayed for a while, they are about um, two hundred and fifty thousand. And major traditions are still alive, as I said. in In the uh, Iroquois, Iroquois First Nations, mm-hmm. but you you know, but uh, I cannot count uh, how many there are and how many are clinging sure. to their sure. traditional uh, traditions. I think these are right. also many. And in Western Africa these are not small people. Nearly all people of Ghana have these matriarchal patterns or at least still elements of these matriarchal yes, patterns. Yes. And the and the nations aside like Nigeria and Liberia and so on have lots of matriarchal elements. The full matriarchal societies as I just described it are about twenty. But uh, always I get new information from people who are intrigued by this research and tell me there and there and there and so. It's not so quite clear to give a, a simple number. It's not so easy I to understand. give a simple number, sorry. I understand.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it, these societies, though, I would imagine they probably get a lot of pressure from the outside world.
1: Yes, that's true. That's right, and this situation is changing uh, in each decade and from one generation to the next. They have been submitted to at first to colonial pressure to mission uh, to missionizing, and today they are truly endangered by the um, by the capitalist globalization so their the situation is is difficult, very difficult, but I think they had they have Developed so interesting patterns of resistance through many, many um, hundreds of years; otherwise, they would not be ex- existent today. So right. we cannot say how, what what they invent now to keep their traditions. And you see, with the example of the First Nations of the Iroquois, they even revive their traditions if they have have had damage to this. Right. so I hope they can still go on and understand how important their their um, society patterns are for for women and other men, other for women and other people. And um, this we we try to tell this uh, to the indigenous um, uh, representatives who have been at the world congresses, and I think they got the message.
0: Um, so, so let me uh, let, let me ask you this: uh, in in these societies, are they still um, in their in the spirituality aspect, their their religion? Are they still uh, honoring a uh, a sacred feminine, a feminine face of God? Is that still something yes. that um, yes. mm-hmm. uh, you know uh, it, it, you can find from you know from matriarchal culture to matriarchal culture that still uh, is intact today?
1: Yes, it's intact, and sometimes it's uh, under the layers of uh, later later religions. For ex- I take this example of the where I have been. They still venerate their nature, nat- natural surroundings. For example, the, the lake where they are living, the Lugo Lake, is for the Mother Lake. And the holy mountain, the very in- interesting, beautiful mountain over the lake, is called their. Mother Mountain. You see, this um, female, the sacred the feminine, is embedded in nature and they see it in nature, and this, this is expressed by the mythology. Later, there came a Buddhist layer over their religion, and still later, they were, um, they were um, under pressure because they were uh, very religious people. The pressure came from the, uh, the Chinese central uh, communist uh, government. But they always keep these traditions of Mother Lake and Mother Nature and and so on. And their festivals refer to these motherly um, natural surroundings. The festivals refer to this and not to the Buddhist temples. Very but
0: do they but but do they for instance um use uh you know like like uh contemporary practitioners of goddess spirituality you know they uh see goddess as a um you know deity or an archetype or an ideal or um it is it i mean is it like that for them or is it just primarily um a force in nature? I mean, do, does goddess you have see, a
1: name you see, besides they, mother, or? Yeah, but they they don't have uh, an uh, abstract idea of goddess. For Mother Earth is the goddess, and Mother Earth has has so many different features, and these features are also um, seen as goddesses. They not even have the concept of goddess, but Mother H, Nature in all her appearances is the goddess. So you can you can come to the Mother Lake, which is a feature of the Mother Earth, and to the Mother Mountain, which is a feature of Mother Earth. This is this is their idea of goddess, because as I said before, very short. The whole the the the, the divinity is immanent. The whole world is divine. So you can see the goddess in each feature of the earth and the universe. So and the model, yeah, this is the point. They don't have any abstract goddesses, and I think the goddess of which we know. in our traditions of uh, old Europe and uh, other traditions, they also refer to special um, characteristics or special powers and energies in nature, because nature, the whole world, is the God.
0: So, do they have some, you know, as far as their um, their spiritual practice goes? Do they do something similar to like a wheel of the year rituals or seasonal yes. celebrations?
1: Yes. Uh, yes, that's right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's okay. typical for for you see the uh, the mother nature shows her different faces also in the wheel of the year. So they celebrate mm-hmm. it, but in, with different symbols and different ideas than we have, but uh, what is general with all these cultures is the relationship between sun and earth. So you have the seasons everywhere, So and the seasons are celebrated, even if the seasons are sh- shifting a little bit, but they are everywhere, and this is okay. celebrated. For example, their um, love festival is in the middle of the year when the sun is on, her, uh, <laughs> on the climax, and uh, then they go to... The Mother Mountain and venerate Mother Mountain and on some places, some holy place of this mountain, they have their love festivals where the young people meet and choose their lover for the next year or for the next month. Okay. To give you an example.
0: So do but do they have a sense of um you know praying to Mother Earth, uh to, you know, intercede in their life to maybe, you know, help them through difficulties. Is that uh it is there that aspect of it or, or no?
1: Yeah, um you see uh, their religion is um mixed up with Buddhist ideas and i think some go to the temples they have a very clear division between what their um, indigenous uh, priests and shamans and priestesses do and what the buddhist priests do
0: I the, see, so uh, sort of secret, the, indig- the indigenous
1: priests and priests are for the living people and for their sorrows, and they they care for the living. And the Buddhist priests, they are called when uh, they have to accompany the dead for 40 days until they are in the other world. So they they, do, they care for the dead. I so gotcha. have a very intelligent separation between both religions.
0: So mm-hmm. we, we know in patriarchy, uh, you know, women suffer an awful lot of uh, uh, injustices, you know, whether it be uh, domestic violence or female genital mutilation or uh, infanticide or, or even just not getting paid um, equal pay with men. Uh, yes. In these yeah. matriarchal mm-hmm. societies, do those sorts of um, social ills also exist or, or are they non-existent?
1: no you see um you see uh, violence is despised in these societies and in these societies there is no violence against women and children this is, would be extremely bad in their, their it doesn't exist of course sometimes um, they have quarrels or men have some quarrels even beating each other but then the whole clan and the whole village is is um, present to to settle this dispute. But violence against women and children doesn't exist. They respect women so much, and children are regarded as as holy in the sense that ch- children are in their 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 ideas in their eyes, the reborn ancestors. And so you never would hurt uh, the children. And right. With with, with um. Equal pay. You see, they 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 are they don't work individualistically in a in a money economy. So <laughs> their economy is the clans subsistence economy. They live from the fields. They they work together or the other ways of um, of subsistence economy, and share with this. Right, so right. It's, so it's it's, it's special, more it's, special it's, it's more or our so- so the special problems we have in our modern uh, capitalist, patriarchal society are, are not known to them. But okay. from the outside pressure, things like that come into this society, from from outside pressure. Mm. Well, we,
0: we know the, the Iroquois, for instance, or at least I, I think mm-hmm. I, I'm remembering properly, um, you know, the, the the way their society was structured, uh, it was the, you know, the the wise older women of the tribes who would make the decisions about if a tribe would go to war or something like that, or they would pick the chief, you know, the male chief of the tribe. Is it anything like that uh, in these matriarchal societies? I mean, do women... Women have the final say or or the ultimate say.
1: The point is that um, they make their decisions uh, in consensus. It means they sit together in their councils, in the clan house, or the village council, or the regional council, and make their decisions together. And uh, even in the Iroquois society, the women would not um, decide um, about war without hearing the men. But if they they think this war is not necessary, and also the other, their, their brother, the mother's brother is a very important person, and the older men also think it's not necessary, then the women have the right to stop the young men to make this war. And the society of the Iroquois was uh, already under pressure from the uh, white invasion. So they had to deal with peace and war. And other societies never had this idea to to make war or or never developed um, a group of warriors. For example, Moseleau never had this. And so the women had no decision together with all the others about peace or war. No no group and no person can make a decision on on her or his own in a matriarch society. It's always based on consensus. But when they cannot come to a uh, uh, decision in consensus, then then the matriarch of the clan or the matriarchs of the village has the last day. But this is not the last day at, the first, uh, uh, at first. It's the last day at last. At last, when when the uh, when consensus process all already has uh, has been done, is a difference, I think. Is
0: is there such a thing as um, as shunning or being expelled from society? If, <clears throat> for instance, um, mm-hmm. uh, I don't, it, you know, it, if, if a, a man would beat his partner or something like that, I mean, is uh, uh, s- did, is, is is that a form a, a form of um, of
1: discipline? Yes, of course they have. Not, not so. You cannot say it's so easy. Of course, they have their guidelines and social rules, and uh, children are educated in their, their the guidelines of the society. And if uh, you have a transgressor of a serious way, they don't expel people. They not even have uh, have uh, punishment as we know it. But they um, they they exclude it from the communi- com- communal councils and the com- communal um, discussions. For example, is <clears throat> a very ex- extreme example. One of the uh, chiefs of the Hopi um, broke some uh, broke the very important rule of consensus finding and made a decision with the Americans uh, um, on his own. And this was a break. He broke the role of the community. He didn't care about the communal opinion. So the reaction of the community was that they didn't didn't talk to him. And this, he was not expelled. He could live there as as he lived before, but they didn't talk to him any longer. And he broke the rule of the community, so the answer was, that he was not in the communal um, um, conversation any longer. This yeah, is an he example how they do he that. His, yeah,
0: he mm-hmm, lost sorry? his standing, in a sense. In, in a way, he lost his standing yes,
1: he, he um, lost, in the society. he lost his status. He lost his status. Yes. And he, he, was, he was not punished and not expelled, but he was isolated because they didn't talk to him. So he had beforehand he had broken the rules that he had to talk to his companions, to everybody. And so right. the reaction was quite clear.
0: Right. Well, um, what do you think we can learn today um, uh, in, in our present time from the study of uh, matriarchal societies?
1: I think, uh, I think uh, we can learn a lot. Uh, women and men equally can learn a lot. But uh, at first, women can learn how to organize themselves in a in a more in- independent way, not depending on on their husbands and so on and so on. And I think it's very important that women uh, start to create communities, intentional communities, where young mothers and older mothers are protected. For in our society, especially mothers are so isolated and suppressed and they have little help. I know this goes beyond, uh, beyond our nuclear family, and I'm not a friend of our nuclear family, which has so many problems and so many sorrows and very often break down. I think women can learn how to create communities which are based on subsistence economy and which are based on, on consensus. And this must not be communities where only women live. They can decide if they want to have a, a, an, a, an all women community or a, or a community with women and men, and uh, as they as like. I think the first point, when, because I um, insist on community, is that we get out of this isolation which patriarchy puts on all of us, this isolated. Nuclear family, isolated older people, isolated young people, isolated single um, uh, mothers who had to who um, raise their children alone, and so on. This is a social um, disaster. And from yeah. major we can learn again how to to uh, be uh, uh, how to socialize. Again, in a new way, for we are social beings, but in patriarchy, we have no chance to live this. And so I think at first we can learn how to form communities and to, to realize these communities in a good way.
0: Right, um, I, I don't know if if you would have had the opportunity to see uh, or hear about this, but I was reading an interesting article um, about I think they're called the Baba Yagas, uh, a group of uh, older women. We would probably call call them women in their crone years in Paris, or um, or, or or beginning to um, uh, come together for communal housing. And um, I, that was particularly interesting to me because myself, you know, I'm, you know, I'm 57 and I know a lot of other women who, um, you know, either are childless by choice or maybe their children have moved away. And, you know, they're starting yeah, to think yes. in terms of how, mm-hmm. how can we come together yeah. and create mm-hmm. some sort of, um, uh, you know, community where we can sort of be dependent mm-hmm. on one another to help each other, mm-hmm. um, you know, moving, you know, Moving forward for the rest of our, you know, for the next phase of our life, and my, mm-hmm. um, it, it, it seems that maybe uh, these matriarchal societies might have some ideas for things like that.
1: I think so too, and uh, just as you described, it's this is starting. Uh, I visited in Colombia an, an, an uh, all women's village where the husbands and sons were integrated, but the women take the decisions. They build up this village and take the decisions and so on. This is also a very interesting, uh, intentional community, and others all over the world. You see, um, this is not only about older women, for the most. Um, um, easily to be violated people are mothers and children and mothers and children, especially the young mothers and small children, they have so little protection in our societies so I think these intentional communities could um, could be built around this group with the older mothers helping the younger mothers, with brothers coming in and with the sons staying there and helping the mothers and so on I saw this in in this women's village in uh, Colombia, which was very interesting, and um, th- these things are still um, still uh, in development. I know some intentional communities of the community movement, and here the people also try to go on with, with, with new social relationships after all the relationships broke down, which are so difficult in patriarchal um yeah um, yes, in patriarchy. Well, no, I... and i sorry uh, please.
0: Well, I was I was going to ask you, and and you know I I don't know whether this particular problem I'm about to mention uh, is less is less of a problem in matriarchal societies, but you know you you may or may not be familiar with the feminist um, Phyllis Chesler uh, who wrote the book uh, Women's In Humanity to Woman. You know we we have a lot of. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, discontent mm-hmm. uh, among women. Yes. You know, comp- competition. Mm-hmm. You know, just yes. uh, these not, are women not, in patriarchy really. <laughs> yeah.
1: You see, these it, are women. It, it, is,
0: is, is it different? Mm-hmm. Is it? Do mm-hmm. you find that it's? You know, this is just a human problem uh, that you're going to find everywhere. Or do you think in matriarchal societies there is really more of a sisterhood among women rather than um, all the ugliness?
1: Yes, that's right. You see, we have—we um, cannot talk about women in general. We have to talk about women where and in which society and at which his- historical situation. We are now in a patriarchy where the values are competition and individuality and uh, becoming rich and becoming famous and so on and so on. And nowadays, women take up these values and are in competition are competitive with men. So they are, in my eyes, these are patriarchalized women, and they have the biggest difficulties to, to create a solidarity with other women. You have a completely different situation in matriarchies. Here, women are the mainstays of the economy and of the social order, and so they cling together from From childhood on, and they uh, respect each other a lot, they know that women's women 's solidarity is the strength of their society, so they keep they keep it anyway and uh, on the other hand, you have also major argument, and this major arguments in no way uh, follow the values of competition and uh, and 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 so on and so on. They are very supportive to the women's uh, sphere and the women's um, actions. They have their own actions, but they are respectful. I heard from one indigenous uh, matriarch woman, I heard a very interesting short short saying about this. She said, in um, matriarch societies, women respect men. Each woman respects men and each man each man is a feminist <laughs> this is very, clear. <laughs> very different to our society you see
0: right and, right. and
1: the solidarity of women is in matriarch society a given fact a simple given fact they cannot think of competitive and here we have to do in our society we have to do with patriarchal men and patriarchalized men and patriarchalized women And this is the problem
0: Right right, exactly well that's well, it's good to know that might be another uh, thing we can learn from uh matriarchal yeah. societies to make make yeah. our world a better place, but you know do you do you think it's realistic um that we could implement some of these ideas i mean h- how would we go about it mm. do, you, do you think
1: I think some of these ideas are already implemented in the different alternative oh. movements. Look at the women's spirituality movement we you, me, and we, and many women take up this old uh, uh, goddess law and goddess veneration, which is cl- complete which is clearly matriarchal. And then we have uh, other alternative movements which, which um, develop matriarchal elements, even if they don't know this, but they do. For example, the ecological movement with their new attitude towards nature, all the movement of communities which try to to find out how people can socialize again in a new way and find a new solidarity or which is very important the movement of indigenous peoples who go back to their matriarch traditions and so on here you find a lot of matriarchal elements implemented already and so i think it's important that these people in these movements realize that these these are the first steps out of patriarchy, and that people from these different movements build bridges among each other. Then, then things can change a lot. I think. Right,
0: right. Well, and and I think especially, I mean, you know, speaking to women in our own communities, mm-hmm. uh, it would be a good idea if we looked at the patri- patriarchalization. Um That prevents us from having uh more support and solidarity from each other, you know you would think we would be ahead of the curve um rather than you know some of the the bad stuff that goes on that really doesn 't serve any of us you know it 's just a waste of energy right. and um and you know there there really should be <laughs> um you know, more support for one another than, unfortunately, you know, what we find. You know, so many are still falling short, but... um you know, I, I don't know the whole story, and I don't, uh, you know, and, and if this isn't something you want to get into, it's perfectly okay. Just uh, say so. But I, I, wonder, I, I wonder if you have run into difficulties teaching this in a patriarchal world, you know, either through academia or um, it, it, do, do you do you want to speak to any of that? I mean, do you feel comfortable talking yes. about that a little bit?
1: Yes of course, of course, of course, it's difficult to be a matriarchal scholar in in patriarchy, of course <laughs> when i t- taught at the university uh, I was not teaching matriarchy there, but uh, one day I stood at the crossroad should i continue with teaching theory of science, which uh, was partly interesting and partly boring or should I continue with my research on on nature, which I started all alone. And uh, I decided to left university, for in, in European universities, it's not possible to bring this topic in. I tried, but it was not possible. So I founded my free and independent academy where women can come, and sometimes we have also men invited, and learn about this, Topic matriarchy, and this is uh, it goes well. We we just celebrated our 30 years um, anniversary of Academy Hagia, and but this is only one point. Of course, I'm attacked here and I'm attacked there, and this topic is suppressed here and there, but on the other hand, uh, m- uh, many things are changing so um, the. Uh, the wish or the um, desire to learn about different kinds of societies than our own is is also everywhere, and there are many people or enough people who are not 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 longer satisfied or not no longer um, willing to continue with all these patriarchal patterns, where millions of people are suffering from. And right, the crisis right. of, the crisis of patriarchy and capitalism is is going on and always becomes always clearer to many, many people, so the search for other kinds of society is there, and these people are open, and these people always support my work and uh, I can continue with them and this is not an uh, european this is really an international um, process. So, so, do you, so do you I have think both sides in my life but because everything which is new and this is quite new, and for some people it it tears them out of their patriarchal consciousness everything which is new is is um is uh, at first attacked and but
0: I think it well is, i i mean cannot I... I, I mean, I encounter that uh, as well. You know, I mean, when I go out and teach, and you know, you especially run into fearful men who somehow think yeah. these ideas of feminism or these ideas of goddess mean, yeah, yeah. you know, we want to, we want to marginalize them yeah. or make men, men submissive. Yeah, right. I mean, it, it, right. I mean, is it as simple as that? I mean, do you think that's the kind of fear uh, that was at the yeah. heart of the fear you you were running into?
1: Yes, quite sure. These are not only men, men, but also women. The problem is that they, they, they go on with this old misinterpretation that matriarch, matriarchy means women ruling over men, just as men rule over women in patriarchy, and now they imagine this is vice versa. But right. as soon as they as give me the chance to talk what major really is, and not my fancy, but existent societies of this type, as soon as they give me the chance to talk, then their consciousness is changed and they 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 become very open to this topic. But of right. course I right. cannot I cannot talk to everybody who has this prejudice in, in his or her mind But many people are interested in this topic as soon as I can explain it. And especially women. Especially women. So many women want to know about this. And maybe they start with the wrong idea. No, we want to rule men. But very soon they hear the, the, the way how it is in reality. They are really intrigued by this topic. So it goes on.
0: Well, yeah. Yeah, I I think, you know, some people are under the impression that there's no other alternative than what we live yeah. in now. <laughs> and so so it gives mm-hmm. them hope that uh, you know, even if we just cherry-pick some of the best ideas, um, mm-hmm. you know, it gives people hope that uh, you know, we we can create a new normal. Um, well, yeah, Heidi, uh, I right. I've, I've I've enjoyed this, and I know I kept you longer than um, than than I originally thought. Uh, conversation's been great. Um, oh, yeah, thank you. Any... I
1: like to be longer here in conversation oh, with you, yeah. Karen.
0: Well, is is there anything I haven't asked you about that you might want to mention? I mean, is there is there any uh, World Congress coming up, or uh, anything that that you want to make mention of that I haven't thought to ask?
1: The only thing I wanted to mention is I could give only a very very short comment on on uh, what can we learn and how could it be implemented. We call this field matriarchopolitics, politics and this is a broad field for it includes changement in economic social in, in social connections in uh, and so on and so on and uh, sometimes I give a lecture only what matriarchal politics is and then you see this the whole bundle a whole rich field of new ideas and a new vision how we can change the society of course we cannot do it in in one step and and it goes only step by step but i think we need a clear vision um, to which society we want to have and this vision is developed i started with this but several people are included as i do it in a dialogue so that people understand what we want to leave and where we want to go and uh, yes i would li- i have not the time to talk long about this vision but it's not only about communities it's about many many more things and this i hope gives gives people an idea of a, of a completely different alternative of a alternative we want to live in and to give them hope as you said it so so wonderfully just right. just now Karen. yeah well, thank you well
0: we well. Well, we know some of our other foremothers have been busy trying to change you know political social cultural structures mm-hmm. I, I mean yes. Jen, Jen Vaughn with her gift economy oh. uh, Rihi Eisler is talking about caring economics I know yeah, right. I'm out there all the t- all the time talking about you know it's about the we and the I. Uh, I, I it's about the we and the us not the I and the me and uh, and and really I think that you know one of the reasons you know Bernie Sanders has been so mm-hmm. you know popular yes. here in the United States with this mm-hmm. campaign is, you know, he mm-hmm. is really talking about, uh, you know, changing things um, so so that there is more equality instead of this, uh, you know, more of an egalitarian sort of system yeah. instead of this right. uh, hierarchy, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the 1% versus the 99%. So I think all of, you know, I, I think yeah. there's just so much dis- discontent, so much suffering mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. that uh, people are are open to all of these uh,
1: these these new that's ideas right. yeah that's right, yeah, you see more and more the system of patriarchy and capitalist capitalism crumble, of course, there are um, very powerful um, there are powers who try to keep it, military and transnational corporations and so on, and so on, but the pe- more and more people don't want to continue in that way, and I think it's it's an idea if we at least come back to what i call is the beginning maternal values uh, maternal values like caretaking nurturing each other peace building and these are skills these are not only romantic ideas we can learn from matriarch societies who uh, which have these skills how to do this and i think when we change our value system from this patriarchal domination system to the mat- maternal values then many things can change then you can invent these things everywhere and you're right, we have many foremothers who are going in this, in this direction and, and the, they, they become more and more, people become more and more who want to leave this patriarchal system which is really mm, oppressing so many people
0: yeah, because right. it's it's all about it, all about domination and exploitation, yeah. r- rather than mm-hmm. you know uh, all of us are in it together. So let's take care of one another. <laughs> yeah,
1: he's right. Um, he's right. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, so, um, so your so your book, Heidi, uh, matriarchal societies, um, and uh, can can we find it anywhere? Uh, is it on Amazon? How do we find it?
1: Yes, you you can you can order it, order it on Amazon. It's on Amazon. And if you don't okay. find it there, you can go to the publishing house. The publishing house is Peter Lang, New York. You can contact it directly. But Amazon is the easiest way. It's it's at on Amazon.
0: Mm-hmm. And and when you talked about the um, the politics of uh, of matriarchal societies, is, do you get into that in this book, or is and no. if the answer is no, no how how this do you, you learn more about that yeah. about that?
1: You see, this book is the first part of my main work. I present the still uh, living, ex- the still existing matriarch societies there and show, because we can learn from them what matriarch patterns are. We cannot learn this from history because the matriarchal societies of history are destroyed and we have only remnants. And so on. They are important. These remnants, but we have not the whole picture. When we want to know how matriarchal societies function in political respect and their social relations, we can learn it only from still living societies. And they are presented in this book. And in the foreword, I give the philosophical foundation of modern matriarchal studies. And now I'm working at the second part of my main work. This is the matriarchal societies of of the past, worldwide. For uh, we have to prove that that there has been a uh, matriarchal epoch, of which um, these societies are the last remnants, and how it came to patriarchy. There has also done a lot of work, for example, by Maria Gimbutas and others. But we have to go uh, deeper in this point. And what I and the third part of my main work is major politics. I'm writing a book about this. This is combined of several essays on different topics, but I think I do it in between, but I, I think it's important because I'm so often asked and ask myself, what can we do and how can it be implemented? I always thought about this and I want to... Um, to bring these ideas together in this book on matriarchal politics. So I hope, Karen, (laughs) with my further books, I will be present on your wonderful radio show again. (laughs)
0: well you're always welcome back uh, uh really any time uh just uh just pop me an email and and we'll you know put a date on the calendar and uh I really would like to talk more with you, even if you don't have the book out yet, but maybe another yeah. time yes, uh it. you can come back and and we yeah. can talk about matriarchal politics yeah. um yes, uh, I because i to do I this. Mm-hmm. yeah because it's it's so very important you know because uh yeah. i yeah, yeah, i think right. everybody every mm-hmm. everybody mm-hmm. out there is is struggling to yeah. uh yes, you know right. to have a better quality of life and that's almost yes. more relevant yes, um, right. than than some 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 of the other uh you know yeah. the, the the other aspects so, of it yeah.
1: Yeah, so you see, it's not only scholarly work I do, and philosophical work it's also political work. For we have to go on with this knowledge, and this knowledge is, uh, gives us rich, rich ideas. And uh, if you like, I would, I would love to have an, uh, radio discussions only on on matriarchal politics, only because it's also a very rich and important field. I'm open to Okay. This. And thank you well, for yeah, your well, kindness. Well, Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, we we will we will definitely put it on the calendar. Uh, yeah, you have I, not to I, I wait until
1: I... my book is out, of course. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you have not okay. to wait so long. Writing last survivor, you know, talking is quicker. You do? Yeah. Absolutely,
0: absolutely. Well, Heidi, um, let me mention your websites again in case uh, yeah. listeners want to come and find yeah. out more. Uh, it's uh, it's your name. The first one is your name, Gotner Abendroth, and I'll spell it, uh, G-O-E-T-T-N-E-R-dash. A B E N D R O T H dot D E or just Hagia, H A G I A dot D E. So those are your two websites and uh, your book, uh, Matriarchal Societies, so we can find it um, uh, on Amazon. Um, well, Heidi, thank you so much. I I know it's the middle of the night there where you are. I really appreciate uh uh you know, you inconveniencing yourself so much to uh, bring this important oh. information to listeners.
1: Oh, it's my joy. It's really the joy. I'm enjoyed to have this interview with you, Karen, and thanks once again for this kind invitation. It was interesting for me too and now I'm not tired anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: well, okay. Well, I was going to say go back to sleep, but maybe now
1: you can't. <laughs> <Yeah>, thank, <you. laughs> thank you.
0: All right then. Well, thank you. Thank you so very much and and we'll yeah. we'll talk again soon, no doubt.
1: Yeah. Thank you too.
0: Okay. Bye-bye. Good night.
1: Bye-bye. Good
0: Okay well that was an interesting Conversation and uh, I look forward To having her back on the show And uh, we can really get into the Nitty gritty of uh, matriarchal Politics because uh, You know this is this is important From an academic standpoint but uh, You know we have to get this out Of the realm of academia and um, You know put it in the realm of Action and activism uh, So that we can um, Cherry pick these best ideas And do what we can to Uh, actually implement uh, some of these things so that we have a better quality of life uh, for all of us So, um, moving on, uh, I wanted to mention to you that uh, there will be no show next week. Uh, Next Wednesday I am off. I'm going to be actually off the grid uh, next Wednesday. Uh, But uh, there will be a show uh, on June 26th uh, and June 29th. And on the 26th I have uh, Michael uh, Haupt. Uh, on with me. Uh, he and I met when I was, uh, we were both taking Rheann Eisler's uh, Power of Partnership uh, course, and uh, he will be with us. On uh, the 22nd And we're going to talk about Patriarchy's Perfect Storm Sacred Feminine Technology Well that sounds like a strange title But uh, the subtitle would be A Powerful Concurrence Of Exponential Technologies Rising Global Consciousness and Feminine Energy Sweeping the Planet And he says it's all good news Um, And uh, then uh, I will have uh, the the last Wednesday Of the month on the 29th uh, Roger Robert McChesney uh, is with me, and uh, we are going to get into uh, the domination of um, journalism when there is no journalistic integrity, such as what we are experiencing here uh, in the United States, and uh, uh, you may or may not know, depending on uh, if you've been following what's been happening with the presidential campaign, but... um, The fourth estate, we just as well say the fourth estate is dead, Uh, and the fourth estate is um, the responsibility of journalists to um, make sure democracy is upheld and healthy. Well, we definitely have seen during this presidential campaign that that is not the case. Uh, I'm not going to get into all of that tonight. Uh, I will get into it at the end of the month with Robert Robert McChesney. He is a scholar and expert on this. And we'll find out how our media um, has become so, um, you know, how it is disintegrated, um, you know, when this trend happened, if there's anything we can do to restore it. And uh, we'll see. He may know something about um, the the new information circulating around the internet today about the lawsuit uh, that uh, is is uh, being brought um, about the election fraud that uh, so many of the media outlets are um, are uh, being charged with. So uh, this idea that uh, Bernie has lost and it's over that is far from the truth. In fact, um, there there are videos online. Um, by these attorneys that have said that they have proof that Bernie has basically won the nomination and um, the voter fraud, the election fraud, sorry, uh, that has been going on, they can prove it. And uh, we will know all about it before uh, the Republican convention, which is before the Democratic convention. So uh, we shall see. You know, Bernie Sanders may sail on to the nomination because, as the attorneys say, uh, Hillary cannot get the nomination uh, with stolen votes. Um, it's, it's a very complicated issue, um, but if you go to my Facebook page, there are some links uh, that will take you to the story. Um, I, 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 ble- I think it's called uh, – I'm trying to look it up uh, really quick right here, see if I can find it um, – no, I don't think I'm going to be able to. But if you just go to the Karen Tate Facebook page, uh, there are some links uh, to breaking news about this, and um, um, very important. I mean, our our whole uh, our whole country is at stake. Democracy is at stake. Journalism is at stake. Um, you know, whether we are run by an oligarchy or whether it's really uh, ruled by the people um, uh, is uh, is at stake, and uh, it pretty demoralizing to have to Uh, To face this But uh, we saw it happen right here in California How the AP uh, Right before uh, this huge Primary uh, How the AP came out And said uh, Clinton was the nominee When she uh, You know when the superdelegates Haven't even voted yet Uh, It's a mess I mean it's a real mess on a lot of levels And uh, there's racketeering charges uh, That are going to be coming out And this is all separate and apart From the FBI investigation about the server and the emails and the hacking so uh it's a mess um i think that's probably the best way to say it it is a mess and it is far from over and bernie sanders has far from lost it so if you're a bernie uh, supporter like i am i have faith be tenacious have a little bit more patience i think he will win out in the end um I also want to uh, tell you about Joe Carson's new book, uh, Celebrate Wildness, and share with you uh, Dana Corby's um, review of Celebrate Wildness in her blog, The Ranton Raven. Uh, Dana Corby says about Joe Carson's new book, Celebrate Wildness. Uh, she says, When people wonder aloud how the Wicca of Southern California became so much more nature oriented and wild than the British traditions from which it arose, the one factor they don't take into account but should is ferra feria. Ferifaria, a word Fred Adams coined from Greek roots, meaning wilderness festival, is a pagan tradition unlike any other. Based on Fred's vision of the divine feminine, the sacredness of eros, and the potential for international, intentional communities that truly do no harm to anything, it also draws upon themes familiar to Wiccans, such as sacred landscapes, prehistoric beliefs, and the fairy faith. Fred intended that Ferifaria should lead the world into a paradisal future in which freedom eros and play are the core values where that built by human hands merges seamlessly into the wild and the fey romp among us celebrate wildness is a unique exquisite and profound book it created in me a sort of homesickness dana says a wistfulness for the idealist i was we are all we we all were, back when we and the world and the magic were all young and fresh. Though it's a short book, only 115 pages, they are filled with art. Don't expect to read it quickly. Take your time, savor it, let it sink into your subconscious, and what bobs to the surface will be wondrous. Those are the words of Dana Corby uh, in her blog, The Rant and Raven, talking about Joe Carson's new book, Celebrate, uh, wildness, and uh, if you want to look into that, please go to the Ferra Feria website. That's F E R A, F E R I A dot org, uh, and you can get this beautiful oversized hardbound art-filled book uh, for only forty-five dollars. It's a great uh, coffee table book for sure. Uh, great to stimulate some uh, awesome conversations. Uh, also, I want to make sure you know about uh, the opportunity to get a free copy of Sage Woman magazine. Yes, indeed you can. Uh, Sage Woman is uh, probably one of the foremost um, Magazines on goddess spirituality out there. Uh, So many others have come and gone, but Sage Woman has uh, stood the test of time. Uh, It celebrates the goddess and every woman, and it has been doing that for uh, three decades now. It brings the wisdom of women's spirituality to over 10,000 women every 88 page issue. Uh, To get your free copy, uh, mention that you heard about the offer here on Voices of the Sacred Feminine, and you will get your free sample issue. And you can do that by calling their phone number, 888-SAGE-WOMAN, or that's 888-724-3966. Or if you just want to check them out online, just go to sagewoman.com. And that's about it. So, uh, as I said at the top of the show uh, Please remember uh, If you're looking for a life coach uh, You can uh, call on me We can do it over Skype Uh, Very affordable If uh, you need some help um, You know, maybe uh, getting your life together Maybe accomplishing some things uh, You haven't uh, been able to on your own Maybe you just need a little bit of direction I can certainly help And um, I hope you'll also remember, if you enjoy this kind of programming, uh, Blog blog Talk is not free to host like me. Um, I have to pay for the airtime to bring you these uh, wonderful guests every week. And uh, uh, you can show your appreciation, if you like, uh, by uh, going to my website at karentate.com and... um, Go to the Goddess Store page, and once you're there, uh, go all the way down to the bottom to the PayPal button, and uh, you will find uh, the opportunity to um, make a donation of any amount. And uh, I think that will about do it for tonight. I'll just leave you with the thought that uh, what Goddess teaches us, what you nurture and tend to survives and thrives, and what you neglect withers so thank you very much uh for being with us tonight and uh i look forward to being with you not next week uh but the following wednesday uh as well as the final wednesday of the month all right thank you very much and good night
1: step into the world of power loyalty Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family.
0: VDW Group, no purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help.